This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Brock Richardson with me today on the program. Uh, Brock, you know, it's interesting, too, when we look at things like we were discussing a few moments ago, covering off from great news on the uh, Paralympic Spear here in Canada. But when we talk about the fact that this is news, that this is driven by an article, an event, uh, as they made the big announcement in Winnipeg, um, you know, it's so tremendous to actually have the coverage that wouldn't have been there 8, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, I mean, we have built um, where we are today. I think uh, London 2012 was the point to which we had coverage. I think to some extent um, in 2010 when we had it in Canada, that was a big deal too. But we've really come a long, long way with coverage and it's really good to see. So Awesome. Really nice. Folks, it's time to uh, talk a little bit with Alicia Yardley from our Human Resources Development Department. And we're talking a little bit about how we're feeling, especially January, February, winter blues stuff. Hi, I'm Alicia Yardley, your HR specialist. Join me for career and employment advice right here on Kelly and Ramya. Alicia, welcome. Happy New Year. Hope you're well. Happy New Year. I'm doing very well. Thanks. How about you both? Excellent. Very well. Yeah, it's one of those good news days, so we're feeling pretty good here. Glad to have you with us. And we know that there's uh, people maybe in circumstances not feeling so great, and we get into talking about our mental health on this show a lot, mental wellness, of course. Well, why is employee wellness uh, so important to think about as we launch our way into the new year? So I think employee wellness is important because it's that time of year, um, you know, the holidays are over. We're in that law January period uh, Mm. where we are, you know, we might have eaten too much, had too much to drink, maybe spent too much over the uh, holiday break. Um, And then, you know, we might have had a little bit of a winter vacation and now we're coming back to work. Um, So there are are going to be, you know, feelings of maybe uh, not really feeling your best uh, mentally, even physically, because you might not be used to the commute to work anymore. Um, And it's, you know, just a new year. And I think that's always important to, uh, you know, when you're uh, thinking about like setting up your year, especially as an employee, it's just really important to think about your health and wellness. It feels funny, right, in January, because it always feels like the only thing you really have going on is work. If you're in a situation, you come back, everything's quieted down. And I'm not saying people don't belong, uh, you know, maybe they they belong to uh, some other group or something they do once or twice a week, a choir, uh, whatever it might be. But it really is a focus when you come back in January to get through the winter time and you're going to work and maybe maybe you've planned a, a, a vacation but it's almost like a real switch on on January 2nd absolutely um i know that uh, you know when when i look at 
just even general mental health trends. Um, you know, it, we've got Blue Monday in January, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be the most depressing day of the year. Um, you know, we have the February blahs, as you mentioned, Kelly. And um, of course, that's going to come across in how we work. Um, you know, we might have uh, what we call presenteeism, where you're you're sitting at your desk, but you're not really there. Your mind's elsewhere. Yeah. You might kind of be on vacation mode or worried about, you know, the kids or your bills or whatever it might be. And, and you know, that's going to lead to burnout. So, um, you know, it is so important that we have maybe some things outside of work because, um, you know, when you're just kind of focusing on work, that's going to be really hard too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny, funny this year, uh, the, the Blue Monday fell on Brock Richardson's birthday. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Brock. <laughs> yeah. Belated. Yeah, it really... It really did fall on my birthday, and I was like, "Really? Did we have to do this?" Like, I'm already blue enough. I'm getting a year older, let alone now we gotta, you know, deal with Blue Monday. But I was just gonna lament uh, before we moved on the fact that mm-hmm. you could argue that every Monday in January is Blue Monday, just because of every reason we talked about every situation. So it's it's very, it is a very tough month. The the Days are long. It's just, it's, we sit and look and think, when is this over? And thankfully, we're getting there. On that note, though, Alicia, what can employees do to protect their overall well being in January? I think in January, um, you know, it's cold. Uh, I mean, in Toronto, it's somewhat warm, unusually warm, um, but there isn't a lot of sun. Um, I think. For employees to protect their overall well-being, it's to a lot of people, you know, try to devote themselves entirely to work because that's maybe all they've got at the moment. Um, It is so important to have maybe outside hobbies. And even if you're not dying to get out, it's January, it might be snowy. It's so important for health and well-being. Um, And there are virtual events, um, you know, accessible meetups um, over, you know, Zoom or whatever platform it might be where you can participate in, for example, a book club. Um, I myself, I go to salsa dancing once a week. Um, I, I I signed up for that because I knew that, you know, January is not a great month for me. Um, and so it was like, I need to do something to have something to look forward to. And I think for employees, that's so important. It's also really important to make sure that you're getting enough sleep, that you're eating well, um, that you try if you can to get out of your apartment, if you're working from home, um, you know, just even for like an hour a day, half an hour a day, it's so important to be able to do that. Um, I, I would say, and as well, um, it's talking to the employer, your employer, about what potential resources might be available because at the beginning of the year, um, a lot of employers might be implementing something new. And so finding out what that might be. Okay. Wow. Uh, great, great suggestions there. So us employers or uh, that are listening in out there, what can they do to help facilitate that employee wellness? Well, for employers, um, it's really important to make sure that, uh, you know, if possible, you have a robust uh, compensation package. So health and dental benefits, um, you know, we um, potentially a health and spending, a health spending account where, um, you know, people can 
expense, perhaps a gym membership or um, talking to a therapist or, you know, getting a massage. Um, a lot of organizations as well will have separate mental health allowances and um we call them paramedical allowances. So that would be a physiotherapist, massage therapist, chiropractor, nutritionist, naturopath, um, any of those. And so it, it is important to look at your benefit package and see what's available. Um, because if you are not, uh, you know, taking advantage of that, you're really, um, that's part of your total compensation. So it right. is really important. And for employers, it, you know, it might cost a little bit more, but the cost we get back in terms of employee productivity and engagement makes it worth it. I, I think, Alicia, just knowing it's there, just knowing the company has put the money out yeah. to get a package that includes that, it's comforting. And and even if you think, well, we do have that, I, I could call and talk to someone or I could take advantage of that extra support right now, which would really make a difference for me and help out uh, these ideas that kind of float by me that get suggested, those little extra things. We have no idea who that's going to impact, how we just know that not having it, it's not impacting anyone. Well, exactly. Um, you know, and I think it shows an employer's dedication to overall uh, employee well-being. Again, you know, employees who uh, have that overall work-life balance and that positive mental health and engagement. Uh, studies have shown there's lower turnover, there's higher productivity. Um, if you are a for-profit company, that's going to amount potentially to added uh, profits for the organization or oh. added uh you know, added productivity, added, um, you know, resources. And so I think it, it really does show that, you know, an employer cares about the employee and, and it is, like I said, it is just really important for employees to feel like, okay, my company has my back. Is it anonymous to use the company re resources like in the AP or would the employer find out and potentially hold it against me? as the employee? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so some organizations offer what's called an employee assistance program. I know I've spoken about that before. Uh, that is, uh, we call them EAPs, and that is a 24-hour-a-day confidential service um, that provides advice like legal advice, diet advice, um, potential therapy counseling advice. Um, it is anonymous. Um, the employer does not get data about, usually the employer does not get data about who uses it. Um, we, you know, it, we may not even get data about, um, you know, who's using benefits. Uh, you know, we might just see the cost of potential, um, you know, medications or potential paramedical services, but we don't know who's using them. Um, could the employer hold it against me? I... I would argue not, um, only because let's say, you know, there is a mental health aspect that is a disability and, and there is that obligation to accommodate. Um, and so somebody trying to use the EAP to protect their mental health is, is really important. The employer has to accommodate that. And an employer, because it is anonymous, um, shouldn't really be finding out again, who is using it. They might just find out like, okay, one or two people used it or nothing at all. Um, really, you know, if your employer is holding something like that against you, it, it really says a lot about that employer. Yeah, and it's, 
You know, Alicia, we think about the things that people worry about when it comes to situations where they might need the support, want to ask for some help, want to share with somebody around them even, and we stop and say, better not do that. And it is so hard because, as you say, yeah, any employer doing that is doing a wrong thing, but yet if you have your job, you're still looking for, can anyone prove to me that's not happening? And maybe some of us, well, I don't care if they know I'm using it. Oh, well, I need the help. I need the support, which is, you know, you hope the attitude you're able to have. Um, but there is a, a, a lot of that I'm worried about how it'll come back still out there, isn't it? There certainly is. And, um, you know, a lot of employers are trying to move away from that perception where asking for help shouldn't be held against you. Um, I know that, you know, there are some companies that maybe um, are a little bit more archaic in how they think, but, um, you know, disclosure of needing to use certain services should be accommodated. Um, And also, again, if it is anonymous, the employer shouldn't know about it anyway. Um, You know, if you, for example, need um, through the EAP, you've been referred to a counselor, um, you know, maybe you need an hour to talk to the counselor. Um, You know, you're not obligated to report that to the employer. You can say you have an appointment or whatever. Um, You know, it's, you're not under an obligation to disclose if you don't want to. If you do, then, you know, that's, that's good too. But the employer really shouldn't be holding it against anybody. Um, you know, and unfortunately, there are some uh, crummy employers out there, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm hoping they're the exception rather than the rule. Okay. Um, what else can employees do for our mental health? Because at the end of the day, it's on us at this time of the year to say, I need this. I want to do that. What other things can we do? So I think, um, you know, using your internal communication system uh, to engage with other employees. Um, If you're having a meeting with an employee, potentially turning your camera on or, you know, just calling somebody up to say hi, reaching out for that connection. One of the other things I encourage is when your shift is done, um, you know, close your laptop, walk away physically. If you can physically leave the building because that is or your home because that shows it's like that separation i'm leaving the office going for a walk um and then i mean i might be coming back to the same apartment i was working at but hopefully it's that like you're in that evening mode um or you know go and and take a break potentially in another room of your house or apartment um and then you can come back um i think that's really important um and finding maybe one thing per day that makes you smile or laugh. It could be a joke. It could be a funny YouTube clip. Um, it could be, you know, I'm playing with your cat or dog. Um, just so, just even that one thing per day that makes you smile, um, have something to look forward to. So if you've booked a vacation or, you know, you're, you're reading a great book and you're going to talk about it in the book club. Um, I think all of those are really good ways for employees to protect their mental health um, and their overall well-being. And then again, you're going to be more productive at the office, um, you know. And and again, don't live to work <laughs> if possible. We should be working to live, um, you know. And it, it, like your your life and your identity should not be wrapped up in the work you do, because studies have shown that leads to a lot of mental health issues and burnout. Um, and so, especially in January, because all the the family stuff is done. Um, it's especially important to have those external hobbies or passions. 
And it's the simple things, right, that, like, make you stay engaged, that, like, just, it doesn't have to be some big event. It can just be a simple thing that just keeps you engaged, keeps you going. So I think that's really great tips. Thank you. I, you know, it, it is so important and it, it's stuff I try to live by myself. Um, you know, uh, like January is a, is a tough month for so many people and it's very easy to get caught up in, well, I have to work and, you know, maybe I'll work extra or I'll get up early mm. and work or check my yeah. work email on the weekend. Um, and, and we really don't want to be doing that if possible. It, it is so important to be able to just have that walk away, have something else, um, you know, going on, sign up for a book club or a salsa class or improv or, you know, if there's a fun activity you're looking to try. Um, January is a great time to do it. Um, yeah. And you know what? Maybe take that back to the employer and say like, hey, I'm doing salsa lessons. Maybe I could do a lunch and learn about it. Or, you know, I, we're reading this book. Could we start a business book club? Um, you know, if, if you're passionate about maybe starting up something outside of like work-related topics at the office, maybe a little bit of social connection. I think that's also a really good way to connect. Hmm. Well, Take the salsa back to the HR department. If they'll do it. <laughs> Come on, give it a try. Come on, guys. Uh, and also, I think to smile, two hours with us here watching the program, listening in, always a good way to get a smile at least once or twice. And I never want to turn my camera on in those Zoom meetings, but mostly just to bother John Melville. Thanks, Alicia. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alicia Yardley from our HR department. We chat on the uh Fourth Wednesday of each month, and we get into some really interesting topics today. January, that blah month, and uh, how can we pull ourselves out? How can our employers help was the topic today. Up next, we'll see what's going on on Now with Dave Brown. Brock's got that info for us. We have a closing moment about a big lemon. Suck on that lemon. Wow, it's big. We'll talk about it in a couple of minutes and see what's coming up tomorrow on our show. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.